Hey everybody, it's me. I have been a little bit absent for a little while and um, today is, oh my God, I think October 8th, 2020. And the reason I'm saying that is because I did a little post on Facebook to ask if anybody wanted to be on my podcast and I got such an overwhelming response that it was almost quite overwhelming <laughs> in a good way. Uh, so I had some of my kids home. Uh, and those who don't know me, I have five children. And uh, a couple of them were here from California. And they had a dog and a cat and a girlfriend. And, a, you know, it was all wonderful. But I kind of just took off for about three weeks. So now I'm getting back into the swing of things. And... For those who don't know, I'm an RN holistic health coach, and I am doing this whole podcasting on my own. So, you know what? It may not be the best quality. It may not be, I don't know what you might expect, but I'm doing it from my heart. I just want people to be able to share their stories, um, perhaps overcoming adversities, helping others. Um, hashtag every story is important, you know, hashtag time to tell your story. So today I'm sitting down with a young man. Um, and again, I don't know these people per se. If I did know the person personally, I'm going to let you guys know that. But I love hearing about the people's story as I'm sitting here. So I don't, I don't interview them before I sit down and do the podcast. I kind of, I, like I said, every story is important. So what I did do was I had the people who are interested to go look at my YouTube channel just to see what kind of person I am and see if our energies meshed. So one of these people, his name is Brian Porter, and he wrote me a little bit of an introduction, and I'm just going to read that to you guys, and then I'm going to turn the camera over to him. When he was in grade school, he was diagnosed with a learning disability, and he was told that he would never amount to anything. God said otherwise. He was in grade school and he had a dream <laughs> that he met the Sesame Street gang on the Golden Gate Bridge and we went to get ice cream. At the time, my school was having a young author's contest. My mom helped me turn that dream into a story. I submitted it into a contest and it won first place. I started writing poetry which led me, led me to becoming a spoken word artist at open mic nights, which I'm sure you'll explain that to me, Brian. I have since written four books, two poetry books, one motivational book, and my latest book, which is based on the first season of my motivational podcast. I'm also a motivational speaker and a mentor, as well as a playwright of two plays. Now, on the bottom here, that is just so awesome, Brian. I'm just like floored reading that, and it's beautiful. Um, it said on the bottom, living in purpose, on purpose, intentionally. Is that a book, or is that just a quote that you? Um, that's a, a, a quote that I, I live by at the end of each podcast episode on my podcast. That's what I say, and I make it a conscious effort to live by that every day. So uh, I love that living in purpose on purpose intentionally. I love it. 
So Brian, thank you. And um, turning the camera over to you and as everybody who has listened before or not, I don't script the questions. I kind of just let them, the um, person who's sitting down with me to talk and then I can weave my way in there. So go ahead, Brian. Well, first, I definitely want to thank you so much for having me on. It is truly a blessing um, to be able to share uh, my story. And actually, this, um, this past Monday was the one-year anniversary of my, um, of my podcast. But as you were sharing, it all came from, you know, humble beginnings. Great. Wonderful. Congratulations. One year? One year, yes. Wow. Awesome. I'm going to have to take a listen to that one. Definitely. And um, I'm, I'm grateful. I started off with episodes about celebrating life and protecting your mental health. Then I started having um, people come on who've written their own books, people who have their own business or are walking on their calling. And it's, um, it's been awesome. It's currently in season in its third season and um, reaching lives all over. So I'm grateful for that platform. That is beautiful. Are you on, are you on every major platform? Are you on I'm Spotify? On okay. Google Podcasts as well as Spotify and Anchor FM. Okay. We'll get, we'll get all your information. I'm going to put it in the show notes below. But I want to know, um, I want you to start from the beginning of what I read. Uh, you were, well, you know what? You start wherever you want to start. How's that? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, growing up, I was an only child. It was in fifth grade, I was diagnosed with a learning disability. I was in resource classes as well, special education classes. And, you know, unfortunately was told that I would never amount to anything. I was looked at strange. I was considered slow. Um, it took a lot of extra time well, it took extra time for me to process things, but um, in in the midst of all of that, there was always a a ray of sunshine, a ray of hope. Which um, who, who told you? First of all, what was were you diagnosed with any specific learning disability? And also, who told you that you would never amount to anything? Yeah. Um, as far as the learning disability, I was diagnosed with um, just having a processing delay where it okay. took a little extra longer to, um, to you know, process things. And as far as um, being told I would never amount to anything, it was um, close, close relatives. And, you know, it's, it's tough when it comes from someone close, you know, Aww. and um yeah, it was, it was, it was rough at first, you know. Yeah, and it must have been hard. Yeah, especially, um, you know, we don't know what the next day holds. So all we know is what is happening today and what people tell us about today in our lives, especially, you know, when we're young and when our minds are still in that formative um, stage. Yeah, but it seemed like you... Even at that young age, you said there was always that, you know, that glimmer of hope and God said otherwise. Where did you get this faith like so young? I mean, 
Where'd you see that bright sunshine in that mist of people telling you these mean things that? Yeah, it was definitely through my mom um, being a single mom for, um, you know, growing up, she inspired me and she showed me by, by being a hard worker and just reminding me constantly that I can, I can set out to do whatever I set my mind to. And as I shared, you know, even at a young age, I had the simple funny dream. I met the Sesame Street gang at the Golden Gate Bridge. And, you know, to me. <laughs> Tell me about that. That is so funny. Like, go ahead. And, and you know what? You are so blessed to have a mom that I'm, I'm getting the chills. Like, and, and you don't know me, but I'm very sen sensitive. And I feel like crying because to, to hear, it, it makes, warms my heart to hear that your mother was such an inspirational role in your life. That, that's such a blessing to have. Mm. And look what she made. Look at you. So beautiful. It's wonderful. Okay, so tell me about this, this dream. It's so funny. And yeah, I, um, obviously as a kid, I used to watch uh, Sesame Street a lot, as I'm sure many of those watching did um, when they were younger as well. And I had a dream I met the Sesame Street. I, it's funny because I remember it like it was yesterday. I met the Sesame Street gang on this Golden Gate Bridge and we went to like Baskin Robbins or somewhere and got ice cream. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And go ahead. Tell me the story because you, you won. Is this the story you won the Young Authors Contest with? That is it. Okay, so tell me some more of the story. I want to hear it. And so um, in my dreams, it's like I dream. I've noticed I dream a lot in color. And I tend to remember like even small details about my dreams. Um, like I've had dreams where I could remember what people were wearing, were, what people were wearing, where, where we were, and just um, small details. So I met the Sesame Street gang. Um, I don't know. It was like, um, I forget their names, but of course it was Big Bird, um, Grover. <laughs> Grover. Uh, Elmo. 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 Bert Cookie, Cookie Monster. Yeah, <laughs> Snuffleupagus. Yes. The yeah, invisible. cool. Up, I guess. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> the only one who could see him was Big Bear. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were to get ice cream and like that was basically the end of the dream. And the, the, I think like the next day or two, I found out there was this contest that my school was having, this young author contest. And I didn't understand why I could remember that dream so clearly, but it stayed on my mind. So I was just like, you know, told my mom I'd like to write the dream down and, you know, maybe, um, you know, try to enter and maybe she had the idea, but we, you know, she helped me with that. It was in, I don't know, third grade or something, second or third grade. And she helped me with that and submitted it. And sure enough, um, like, a week later, I found out it won, it won first prize, and I got a little, little ribbon, and you know, awesome, like, happiest kid alive, and it was great. Yeah, because you were like you were about eight then, eight years old. Uh, yeah, 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 seven. Yeah, 
So it was, it was great. Um, so even at that young age, I realized that um, dreams can come true. Mm -hmm. and the happening around you, dreams can come true. Mm -hmm. It's it was awesome, awesome beginnings. So and go ahead. Also, so tell me. So tell me, like, and and then right after that, I don't know if it was right after. Did you start writing poetry like right after that? And also, you know what, Brian? Because, like, I have a. You don't know me from Adam, but I have a severe hearing disability. So my other senses take over because of that hearing disability. So my eyes, I'm almost 56, so, but I could still see, like I don't need glasses. I, I do wear blue blockers every once in a while for the phone and the computer, but they're not prescription. Uh, my point is other senses take over. They, 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 you know, so because you had this processing delay, I'm just wondering if like your other senses took over as far as, being able to dream in color, although people can dream in color, you know, I mean, but that's a gift, you know, that's a really nice gift and to be able to remember them, your dreams. So like another quality just takes over. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I mean, I don't know I, if that's, uh, you know, written in stone or whatever, but I know my sense of smell is really acute because I don't hear for anything. Yeah. Um, and seeing, you know, tactile, I'm very tactile. So I'm, my energy through my hands is very potent. I'm a Reiki master. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that could be why. Yeah, I definitely believe that to be true. I remember seeing, um, the movie Ray about uh, Ray Charles. And even though he was blind, he, he could hear like small footsteps. He, you know, the smallest things that, someone with sight wouldn't be able to, you know, couldn't distinguish. I definitely believe when one sense is lacking, another sense comes and recompense, you know, that sense. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So, so I'm sorry, I got off track here. Um, after you won that, did you start writing poetry right away? Well, that was in second or third grade. So growing up, I want to say, in eighth grade, I started writing poetry, and the more I wrote, the more I wrote, I realized, you know, some people are real talkative, and, you know, good for them, but growing up, I was never really that talkative, but I could, like, write, I was better at writing down my feelings, like, I wouldn't say much, but I could sure write. I'm the lot. opposite. So was, I'm the opposite. Okay. Yeah. That was, that's what makes the world go around, right, Brian? There you go. We all, we all have our different gifts, you know, but mm -hmm. we all need another to operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And so I started uh, writing and started writing poems, and it got to the point where everywhere I'd go, I would used to walk around with this huge binder of poems I'd written, and there'd be times, you know, I'd see uh a lady who was crying or something and I'd give her the original piece of poem and like really touch her and just, you know, Aww. I just. So what were these, what were these poems about? Like, were they about anything specific or just? Um, well, at first I just started writing about, um, 
it was crazy. You know, when you first started riding, when you first start on your craft, you're still like, it's like still having training wheels on a bike. So it was just crazy stuff like, oh, this ant, this ant is about to be smashed by my shoe. This ant, just stuff. But obviously the more I write and the, the more I wrote and the more I practice my craft, it began to um, get more depth to it. Like I had poems where I would write a lot in the future tense. So like I wrote, started writing poems to my future wife. One was called When God Gave Me You. And I'd write poems from this perspective of a sister who was in a bad relationship. And um, I wrote it like as a dialogue from my perspective, as if we're in a conversation, but I'm doing all the writing. So I've noticed I'm able to place myself in other people's shoes and write from their perspective, you know? I love that. Do you, do you, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have, do you have a poem that you can, that you can read? That yeah. you wrote? You do? Okay. Yes. I love it. What, what, what's the name of the poem? It's called Time and Life. And actually when I used to go to the spoken word mics, um, for those who don't know, spoken word or open mic night is a night where, you know, whether you play instrument or sing or do spoken word or poetry, you get up on the microphone and you do, you do it, you know? And so that's where I like really got into it. Wow. That's beautiful. I, uh, oh my God, it makes me nervous even thinking about it, but beautiful. So <laughs> tell me then, tell me the name again. Cause I can't, I'm trying to get it. Say it again. This, the title of this poem is called Time and Life. Time and Life? Time and Life. Okay. okay. I actually wrote it on the airplane. Okay. Time and Life. You must take it, value it, and carry its meaning with you wherever you go. Because soon before you know it, it will be gone. Gone like the wind. Gone like last night's sin. Gone like that thing you did as you tried to escape the pressures of life's wind. Time has a flight, and if you are not careful, it will pass you by on American's Airlines Flight 365, and it can leave you standing wondering why. Why did you let life simply pass you by? Life is not about the hustle and bustle. It's not about walking in a new pair of stilettos. It's about seeing your child riding for the first time a tricycle and watching him catch a football without a fumble. And even though he may give you days of trouble, life is about investing in him so what he will know will be so much more than a lifestyle sin. But he will learn to search deep within and tap into that greatness from within. Come on, son, keep on tapping. Don't give up because this volcano of greatness in you, it's about to erupt. You see, you cannot stop the clock, so you need to learn to walk with the clock. In time, maximizing every breath you take and every time you say hi. Allow your presence to evoke change. Let not society give you another name. Stay real through the fame and your temper begin to tame. So don't let life pass by you, but let it pass through you. Make the most of every breath, step, thought, and idea God has given you. So tell me, what are you going to do with the time that life takes and not waste it away? For today is another day. I pray that's not your last because you don't want God saying to you, you did nothing with this gift of life I gave you. 
So today I pray that you will find your way and cherish your day because the Lord giveth and he also taketh away. Thank you. I'm here, you guys, for those who are on the podcast and not watching. Just need a minute. Yeah, you're good. On that That's note, good. Um, I just actually like to take some time to encourage you, if I may. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie um, Wreck-It Ralph. It's no. A, it's an animation movie. But in the movie, there's this character by the name of Vanellope. And in the movie, she has a glitch. And every time she tries to do something that the other characters start doing or tries to follow in, she starts glitching. And she's told that all she'll ever be is a glitch. By the end of the movie, she finds out a way to use her glitch, to use it as a secret weapon to win the race. So I just want to let you know that whatever was meant for bad, you know, in your life, that's going to be the secret weapon that you use to win every race in your life that you come across. Brian, stop! Ah, I am so sorry, you guys, but, whoa, you're a gem. Look at that smile. For those who are not seeing this on YouTube, you're missing out. Wow. First of all, that poem, beautiful poem. I have five kids, four boys, four boys and a girl. And yep, you gotta, if I had to say anything to any new parent or, it was always about, you know, as a football mom, cheerleader, mom coaching. And it was always about, wow, I can't wait for the season to hurry up. You know, this is so much, I'm so stressed. and. You know, it's just enjoy every minute because, man, it goes by fast. Yeah. It does. It does. Thank you. Thank you for those words. And thank you for the – why did you talk about that movie? What are you seeing in me? Brian! Oh. <laughs> See, your other senses are taking over. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I understand. So deep. Under so deep. Oh, my God. Anyway, beautiful. You're just beautiful. All right. That was beautiful. And, and did you just read that? Like, you didn't have anything in front of you. You just, you just remembered that poem. Yeah, it's in your head. Oh, my God. We had a friend. He passed away uh, from cancer about six months ago. And he used to come, and he used to tell these jokes off the top of his head. I... I'm like, Doug, how do you remember these jokes? He's like, 
oh, I hear him on my way to work in the morning or like, and I'm like, he could tell me the joke. And then the next minute I couldn't tell the joke. <laughs> it's crazy how people can like remember things like that. Wow. I admire that. I mean, I'm like that with like working out, like uh, putting together programs for people. I'm a personal trainer and, you know, I could like, you know, do anything with any, anybody, you know, any kind of space or anything like that. That's like the, the best of my creativity. And <laughs> well, that's okay. Anyway, that's okay. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm enjoying you. I'm glad. Okay. Thank you. I um, on an airplane. I lived in Louisiana for six years before moving back here to California. So on the on the plane ride, you know, um, that's when I wrote it. I had a whole bunch of airplane napkins just full with, you know, riding. napkins on the napkins, right? Cool. That is so cool. How old are you? Oh, I'm 41. I'll be 42 in December. 41. You're not. I thought you were like 22 years old. Oh my God. Born in 1978. Awesome. It's that black skin. You guys don't age because the sun doesn't affect, you know, it's like you don't have wrinkles or anything. Uh, thank you. Try to try to take care of myself. Yeah. Beautiful smile. And yeah. Um, all right. So. After the spoken word artist at Open Mic, did you want to talk about that at all? Or because you said then since then you've written four books, are they on Amazon? Like these books? Yeah, the first three books are on Lulu.com. Lulu? Yes, it's a site that helps you step by step with self-publishing. Oh, okay. Cool. So I self-published all my books. Cool. And, well, and, and then, so three of them, and yeah. then your latest book is a motivational book, right? The third, yes, the third one is. Mm -hmm. And so, the fourth one is based on the first season of the podcast. So on the podcast, all the same episodes you can hear and the interviews you can listen to, now you can read them in a book. Love it. Love it. Are you going to do, um, are they going to be on audio for people who, audio? Um, yeah, well, you can still listen to the podcast, just this, I transcribe. No, no, no. I mean your other books. Are they on audio or just? Oh, the other book? books, they're just on, um, on actual paper. Yeah, on regular, on regular books. And how are those, how are they doing? Uh, they've been doing doing great. I didn't realize it was um, it's been five years since I wrote the third book, so it's been a five year gap. But it's it's been great. The first two books were poetry books. The third one was a motivational book based on the blog I used to have. And then there's um, there's this one. Okay, and then you said you're a playwright of two plays. Yeah. <laughs> have they been? Where have they been shown? And um, what, were they, what were they about? Tell me. So the first play I wrote was called When Real Men Cry. Mm -hmm. I that love that. Was, I love that. Thanks. That follows the story of a young man who's with his mom but gets in trouble with 
his mom and goes to live with his dad. But while he's with his dad, his dad becomes very verbally abusive towards him. And it gets to the point where this boy goes back to live with his mom and purposely loses touch with his dad for like a good five years and ends up running into his dad at his aunt's funeral on, on his dad's side. Well, by that time, he's a grown man now. And so he finally confronts his dad after the funeral, like, how come all those years you were so mean to me and verbally abusive? And at this point, the father who's older now, he breaks down and cries and shares that it was because the only father he knew was a drill sergeant in the Marines and you know how they can be. And so they both break down and cry. And from that point, they begin to mend and build their uh, relationship. And actually the play ends with the father standing on the first row at the, at the son's wedding. I love it. And you know, that's, this is another, I always talk about, we, we are a product of only the best that we can do, only what we know. And that's why I said, your mother is a blessing because it could have went, went a whole different way because your mother is doing what she's learned and maybe she had a really nice upbringing too. Mm -hmm. So that's beautiful. Is that based on a true story, that playwright, that play? Um, I would say, not I would say, um, 90, 97% of it is. Oh, really? With yourself? Or you don't have to share that if you don't want. Um, yeah, oh. myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you married? Um, not, not yet. Gotta, not gotta find the right, you know. Oh, got to find the right woman or whoever? <laughs> yeah, it's 8 billion people in the world, so you know. Oh, there's some, and that's, I said this on the last podcast I did, there's somebody for everybody, that's for damn yeah. sure. Yeah. Right? So do you have anything else you want to share with me? You're just, you're just amazing. <laughs> and it's funny because growing up, I was real shy. You would forget I was in the room because I wouldn't say anything. And then I started writing and going to the open mic nights. And then um, I started getting invitations to do motivational speaking at various events. And so I started speaking more. And then that led to um, me canceling adults dealing with various mental health issues, being a part of their transition. And then that led to, um, that's just awesome. So I'm real grateful for that. What is your like subject when you do a motivational speech? Like what mm -hmm. do you focus on? A lot of times I focus on the person's perspective on I focus on the person's perspective because a lot of times people all they see is an acorn when they look in the mirror, but I try to get them to see the oak tree potential within the acorn, you know. And um you're so good and you know it and you smile because you knew that I was going to say that because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the acorn and the oak tree and oh, I just love it. And sometimes I, people feel, people feel um, stuck in their cocoon, but I try to remind them of the hope that's awaiting them once they once they come out, I believe that everyone at some point or another goes through 
different seasons of, of, you know, trials that can be said as, you know, a cocoon. But the only way for a butterfly to be, for a caterpillar to become a butterfly is as to go through the cocoon. But the awesome thing is some of the world's most beautifulest butterflies have came from some of the most ugliest cocoons. Yes, 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 yes. You guys can't see me if you're listening, but on, a, on the, you know, Apple or whatever podcast, but yes, 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 yes. The hardest of times makes us, um, you know, if we haven't gone through adversities, we can't be the strong people that we are. You know, you don't know my story, I don't think. I mean, I've been on podcasts telling my story and I wouldn't change it. It's horrible, you know, but it definitely, definitely, definitely made me into this caring person that I am mm -hmm. uh, that just sees beauty, you know, and, um, you know, through those adversities, that's why I am. I am. I am. I am. And that's that's awesome. Um, God has an awesome way of turning graves into gardens. Love it. Love it. Now I'm now, repeating. I'm... My, do you hear that, Brian? Do you hear me still? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. It's beautiful. Um, I really enjoyed sitting down with you. Really, really enjoyed it. You're just like a beam of sunshine here. I hope that people watch this on YouTube because you've got this smile that just lights up this little tiny home that I'm sitting in. I, you don't know where I do my top podcast, but people who know me know. Is there any last words of wisdom or anything you want to share with our audience? before we yes i'd like to encourage those whether you are listening to this or watching um i want to encourage you and let you know that you know things may seem tight you may feel like you're being pulled back and back and back you may feel like every time you try to take two steps forward you get pulled back and back and back but i just want to remind you that <clears throat> The further an arrow is pulled back in a bow, the further forward it goes when it's released. Whoa! And I'm sorry. You have more to say? Wow, that was deep. Amen. Go ahead. If you have anything. All things happen. All things happen for a reason. So, um, you know, the, the, I believe the key is to remember that whose hand you're in. And when you're in, when you remember that you're in the master archer's hand and that when he pulls you back, he has a purpose in mind. When he pulls you back, he has a destiny in mind that he wants to release you into. It helps, it doesn't take away the pain, but it helps you know that you are on your way to greater, you're on your way to somewhere greater than where you're at now. So just remember you're being pulled back because you're about to go flying into your destiny. I love it. Amen, Brian. Whoa, amen. I never heard that before. 
pulling back, the further it, oh my gosh, that was great. Um, where can people get in touch with you, Brian? And you don't have to like go into detail, detail, because I'm going to ask you, you're going to let me know and I'll put it on the show notes, everybody, but where can they get you? My email is David BDP, which are my initials, Brian David Porter, three, five at yahoo.com. Also, I'm on Instagram at Bride Davy, which is commented and share my first male name, Bride Davy 888. How about Facebook? Well as, yes, on and Facebook, you can look up me by my whole name, Brian David Porter, and um, you'll find me. Yes. And you just you hang out for a second. All right, I'm doing my spiel, everybody. Uh, you can reach me. All my links are going to be in the show notes below. Uh, if you have any questions or want to be on the show um, or have any tips for me, um, welcome them. 609-429-4058. Uh, That's my Google number. And then everything else will be in the show notes, my website, all my things. Uh, we're going to talk. I talk about the Aurora Bars, R-A-W-R. -E I am an affiliate and an ambassador. They come in 11 flavors. Um, I want you to use the affiliate link below if you are going to buy these bars. I talk about them every single podcast. I believe in them 100%. They are the only packaged good I eat. They are good for any diet. They are vegan, but good for any type of diet. There's 11 to 13 net carbs. There's no artificial sweeteners uh, put together by coconut oil, which is really good for your brain. Uh, sweetened by coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, no artificial sweeteners, like I said. A uh, little bit of Himalaya salt. 10% uh, of all their net proceeds go to feed the hungry children worldwide. I love this company. It's a small company owned by, owned by a husband and wife, Jake and Rachel. I did do a YouTube and podcast specifically about the bar because I live on these bars. I mean, I'm always on the run and they are beautiful bars. Um, anyway, use the affiliate link below. That helps me and it helps them. And also, if you do use the affiliate link, once you get your bars, they're gonna ask you for a review, then you get 10% off your next order, but use that 10% off on my affiliate link again, because I don't make any, you know, I make a tiny, tiny little bit, and I like to keep the podcast going, and that's all I ask. But anyway, Brian, thank you so, so very much for joining me today. I, oh my gosh, uh, of course I did cry, you guys. I think you're all used to that, but. You, you hit it deep. Thank you. Thank have you. A, everybody, have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for coming on, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you.